Hello everyone, welcome to your weekly tech update, the show that explores the newest, coolest, and craziest side of tech available on the interwebs. I'm your hardcore gamer, Ray McNeil. Coming up on the program today, a bunch of stories I've had to cut from previous episodes due to time. Also, I'm going to show you my review of Ultra Wings for the PlayStation VR. It is so much fun. And happening in this week's What The... A man leads officers on a chase while drunk and is then hit by his own car. I kid you not. That and a whole lot more coming up on your weekly tech update next. Usually when tech companies talk about moonshots, they're being figurative. But Vodafone recently said it has picked up Nokia as a partner to put a 4G mobile data network on the moon, the first in history. The network, which would be the first ever conceived, is meant to support a mission by Berlin-based company PT Scientists in 2019. PT Scientists is working with Vodafone Germany and Audi on a privately funded moon landing due to launch in 2019 from Cape Canaveral on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. The network would connect two Audi Lunar Quattro rovers to a base station so that they can communicate and even transfer scientific data and HD video from the moon's surface. Nokia, through Nokia Bell Labs, will create a space-grade ultra-compact network, which the company says will weigh about as much as a bag of sugar. Robert Baum, CEO and founder of PT Scientist, said in a release, in order for humanity to leave the cradle of Earth, we need to develop infrastructures beyond our home planet. The great thing about this LTE solution is that it saves so much power, and the less energy we use sending data, the more we have to do science. The rovers will be studying NASA's Apollo 17 lunar roving vehicle that was used in the 1972 mission by the last astronauts to walk on the moon. We'll have to wait till next year for the launch, but I'm curious about the rovers themselves. Are they going to be regular Audi Quattros decked out for the lunar surface, or are they building a new vehicle for this mission and just branding it with the popular name? We'll let you know more as soon as we find out more. Of all of the franchises out there set to one-up the Pokemon Go formula in the coming years, Ghostbusters seems to be one of the best fitting. Good news for all you wannabe Vankmans out there, Ghostbusters World is a new smartphone AR game heading your way sometime in 2018. We have very little to go on right now other than the trailer which sees phones alert players to an impending ghost hunt before they answer the call and suit up. The trailer's description promises a state-of-the-art AR game with skill-based gameplay that has players battling hundreds of ghosts that have appeared in the franchise over the years. It's pretty easy to envision this being something special, though. Imagine stepping out into the real world in search of ghost-capturing adventures, meeting up with friends to form your own Ghostbuster squad, and then using your smartphones just like you would a proton pack. It could be awesome. Could this be a contender to Nintendo's upcoming Harry Potter AR game? Who knows? Look for Ghostbusters World to launch later 
this year. The company Moleskin has valiantly been trying to bridge the divide between analog writing and digital for years now. The company released its smart writing set in 2016 as a $200 holistic solution of pen, proprietary smart paper, and app that instantly sent whatever you wrote or drew over to your paired device which worked as long as your smartphone or tablet was nearby. But its newest writing implement, the $180 Pen Plus Ellipse, liberates you from the latter, saving all of your scratchings in an offline mode until it connects to your device again. This could actually be handy for writing in busy situations, trains outdoors in low light where pulling out your device to sync up is cumbersome. Unlike the pen that comes with the smart writing set, the Pen Plus Ellipse also has a little clip on the cap to slide onto your favorite notebook. Though, of course, you'll be using a $30 one from Moleskine's smart writing set line since those are the only ones with the aforementioned ENCODE smart paper, at least for now. If you want to make it to the digital note-taking future, you're going to have to pay to get there. The Tesla semi-specs are mesmerizing, competitors and consumers alike, but some are still skeptical about the company's ability to deliver on them. With that said, DHL, one of the largest logistic firms in the world, is on board and now expects that a Tesla semi-electric truck could save them tens of thousands of dollars a year with payback within a year and a half based on energy usage as well as lower maintenance costs. Even though Tesla Semi, which starts out at $150,000, is more expensive than the average Class 8 diesel truck, Tesla estimates the payback period is just two years because of the significantly more efficient electric powertrain. DHL thinks they could start saving money even sooner when factoring their current maintenance costs. Last year, DHL ordered semi-trucks from Tesla, which they plan to use in a test program. It's the only Class 8 electric truck that they are testing right now, but they have several electrification programs for other smaller trucks. DHL announced that Ford won an important contract to build 2,500 of the bigger version of the all-electric van for the logistic company, and they are also using Daimler's Fuso Ecanter electric truck. Tesla is reportedly already in talks with electric truck customers to install megacharger stations at the locations where they plan to use the Tesla Semi. The truck is planned to go into production next year, and the company will have to time it with the deployment of the charging infrastructure too. Using a flash is what separates a photographer from someone who just got a good camera on Black Friday. Flash photography can be difficult. There's light theory and mathematics at play. Use a flash incorrectly, and the images you're making are often uglier than if you'd never used one at all. Canon's hoping its new 470EXAI flash unit changes all that. The 470EXAI automatically scans for the subject and the ceiling in a room. It then measures the distance and then bounces a flash off the ceiling. Now this should theoretically give your images a softer and more appealing light than if you just pointed the flash at your subject. 
as most people who don't understand flash photography are inclined to do. In a recent briefing, Canon made it very clear that the 470 EXAI isn't a flash intended for professionals. It's for people who know enough that they need a flash but maybe don't know enough to properly use it. It does all the measuring using a laser located next to the flash's bulb, which means it should work no matter how dim the room is, but won't work if you block the laser with something like a flash diffuser or your hand, for instance. This obviously isn't the perfect super smart flash, but it is the first full-size flash to try and automatically bounce the light. That's pretty cool. It's also just slick enough that it should grow with a budding photographer. There's a second semi-autonomous mode too that lets you choose the angle of the flash. It then maintains the angle no matter how you position the camera. So for instance, if you set it to bounce off a wall at 45 degrees and then tilt the camera and try to shoot in portrait mode, it will automatically seek out that original angle. And should you go full on pro and start using multiple flashes, it does have an optical receiver mode so it can work with other flashes you might have in the room. The Canon Speedlight 470 EX AI is expected to be available sometime in April for a price of $400. Brick and mortar shopping could be about to change forever. Amazon pioneered the automated convenience store with its newly opened Go Supermarket, and now computer vision company AFI is introducing the first scalable checkout free system for stores outside of Amazon's sphere of influence. The technology has the potential to turn enormous retail spaces and small mom and pop operations alike into shopping environments of the future, allowing customers to grab and go without the hassle of physically checking out. The system works in largely the same way as Amazon's with sophisticated camera technology, AI algorithms, and sensors. The difference is its ability to scale. It doesn't require any major retrofitting, which makes it a feasible option for almost all stores. Plus, it offers store owners useful understanding into shopping behavior and gestures. This, according to AFI CEO Steve Gu, makes things much easier for shoppers and gives more insights and real-time statistics for stores so that they can better serve their customers and manage overall operations. Gu says the pilot will roll out in one large store, orders of magnitude bigger than Amazon's Go store at the end of this year, with more stores to follow. And then it might be time to say goodbye to Checkout Smalltalk forever. Apple is launching its own primary care health clinic called AC Wellness, following Amazon and Warren Buffett's push into healthcare. Similar to Amazon's team up with Berkshire Hathaway and JP Morgan, the AC Wellness Network aims to serve Apple's roster of employees and their families, providing compassionate, effective healthcare to the Apple employee population. Two healthcare centers are planned to open in the spring in Santa Clara County, California. That's around Cupertino near Apple Park and Infinite Loop headquarters. They will, the company says, provide a unique concierge-like healthcare experience that is enabled by technology 
The company already promoted its Apple Watch as a health monitoring device capable of more than simple fitness tracking. They are advertising for primary care and acute care physicians now, physical therapists, nurses, and other positions too. One job advert for a primary care physician emphasizes the need for experience of preventing future disease and preventative care with an enthusiasm for new methods of care delivery using technology. Apple is also looking to hire designers tasked with implementing staff programs to promote healthy behavior and prevent disease. While data from LinkedIn shows former Stanford employees linked with the firm, Apple reportedly has more than 120,000 employees and with healthcare one of the largest staffing costs, it will be seeking to reduce its outlay by bringing services in-house and leveraging productive schemes to improve worker health. Healthcare spending totaled $3.3 trillion in 2016 in the U.S. alone, an 18% share of the country's gross domestic product, and 4.3% higher than the previous year. According to the U.S. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, healthcare is a critical recruitment tool for businesses in the U.S., with companies gaining tax breaks for offering services, but the costs of providing those services are growing. Apple will reportedly use its AC wellness clinics and staff to test its own healthcare-related technologies. The company is involved in studies around heart health partnering with Stanford School of Medicine using its Apple Watch and its heart rate sensor. It also provides devices and tools to the medical industry that it says will make healthcare more personal. Apple did not immediately comment on the story. Fans will be able to virtually step into the box and swing for the fences this year at select ballparks around Major League Baseball, and then later at home via your own gaming system. It's a first for the MLB's gaming department. They've created a home run derby VR video game. It was unveiled at the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference recently, and the game was given a bit of a trial run late last year. That's when an experimental version of the home run derby game debuted last summer at the All-Star Fan Fest in Miami before a subsequent September deployment at San Diego's Petco Park and then Arizona's Chase Field. Now it will be rolled out to at least 10 ballparks for the 2018 season in a case of MLB looking to go international. Two of the ballparks will be in Puerto Rico and Mexico City, where games will be played this year. Puerto Rico is hosting two games in April between the Indians and the Twins, while the Dodgers and Padres will play a three-game set later on in May. The game at ballparks will feature a bat with sensors built in and the VR headset. Players will look to drive the ball out of the ballpark and gain extra points for hitting targets in the stands. There is no cost to fans and is a part of the ballpark experience. A consumer version of the game will be rolled out in the spring and be supported on the PlayStation VR and Vive platforms. Unlike the version that fans will be able to play, however, at uh, select ballparks, the bat is not going to be available, but instead will be supported by the PlayStation Move controllers. For that version, the game will have players inside three All-Star Game locations where the real Home Run Derby have or will take place. 
Miami's Marlins Park, DC's Nationals Park, and Cleveland's Progressive Field, where the 2019 Midsummer Classic will be played. Price and other details will be released at a later date. Nissan Motor and Dina announced recently that field tests of Easy Ride, the self-driving taxi service they developed together, will begin next month in Japan. This means that Nissan and Dina now rank among Uber, Lyft, GM, and other companies pioneering self-driving taxi pilots with the goal of launching commercially within the next few years. Dina is a Tokyo-headquartered online services company that is probably best known outside of Japan for a partnership with Nintendo that has produced mobile games like Fire Emblem Heroes. Its other services, however, encompass a wide range of verticals, including e-commerce, entertainment, healthcare, social networking, and automotive tech. Two years ago, Dina launched its first production vehicle with French autonomous vehicle company Easy Mile, which are used to provide a driverless shuttle service called Robot Shuttle in Japanese cities. Nissan is one of several Japanese automakers that want to get self-driving vehicles on the road by the beginning of the next decade. Motivated by the country's aging population, which needs more transportation options, and of course the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo. The Prime Minister has said he wants self-driving vehicles to help with transportation during the Games and also to serve as a showcase for Japanese manufacturing and technological prowess. The government is currently in the process of drawing up laws meant to make testing and commercialization of autonomous vehicles more efficient. Nissan and Dina say they're planning to launch their full service of Easy Ride in the early 2020s after a limited rollout. And in this week's gaming news, it's my review of Ultra Wings for the PlayStation VR. I held off on this game for quite a while because well, quite frankly, the simplified graphics turned me off, and, you know, I'm deathly afraid of heights. But after going through the training and playing a few hours, I have to say that they made a decent flight sim, and it's one of the more polished-feeling games on the PlayStation VR. You start out slow with a ultralight. It's a hang glider with a seat and engine, if you're not familiar, so you can fly it like a plane. Its controls are simple, but accurate. Within a few seconds and a couple of switches, you're able to press the ignition button, start the vehicle, plunge the throttle to full, and take to the skies. Training is simple enough, and once done, you have access to the missions available in your office. Completing missions earns you money, which you can then use to buy other airfields and eventually other vehicles. The missions are simple in concept, but as you progress through the game, more and more real flying skills are needed to make it through. One mission has you flying through targets in a certain amount of time, and then directs you to make a landing to complete the task. Like a dartboard going through the center of the targets nets you more points. Another mission has you collecting rings before time runs out. There's a delivery mission too, where you're tasked with landing on a target somewhere on the map, and again, just like a dartboard, the closer you touch down to the center of the target, 
well, the higher your score. My all-time favorite set of missions is the Balloon Pop. On the ultralight, you wield a dart gun pistol and shoot with your left hand while flying with your right. You're able to shoot 360 degrees around you while zooming around this awesome yet cartoony island setting. Eventually, you graduate to another island and another airfield where you are given a chance to earn money to purchase a jet-powered glider. The jet glider is a blast to fly. You have a fuel tank, and when you hit the fire button, it blasts off for about 30 seconds before shutting down, just like a space shuttle, and then it leaves you to glide on your own. Now, depending on the mission, you may have enough fuel to hit the engine button a few times before needing to land. Eventually, you get a stunt plane, and then a racer as you work your way through owning all the airfields in the game. Ultra Wings is a great game for the first couple of hours, then it does feel a bit repetitive, and just seems like there should be so much more. Four planes and a few game modes makes for a wonderful VR experience, but I think it falls short of being called an actual game. A pro gamer could probably make it through in about three to four hours, but it may take longer for everyone else. I have six hours in now and still have not completed it, but the missions get quite difficult and you need some great flying skills to make it through. I seem to spend a lot of time retrying a level until I finally pass it. And believe me, you will get used to the sight of crashing over and over and over again, crashing into the ground, crashing into the trees, crashing into the water, and eventually somehow you finally pass the level. Listen, don't get me wrong, I am loving this game, but it does feel like there should be more creative game modes, player versus player races, and maybe even dogfights and much more. Maybe we will see some features added with future updates, if they were to recreate some of our favorite cities in their cartoony art style, I think that would make the game more entertaining as well. I have to put this in the experience category and will say that it's a game everyone should play at least once. I don't think it's something that everyone should own though. Ultra Wings gets a 3 out of 5 here on your weekly tech update. And happening in this week's What The, an Alexandria man faces a slew of charges after a police chase early Sunday morning that ended shortly after he was hit by his own vehicle. Yeah. Uh, police say the odd turn of events began around 1 a.m. when 30-year-old Isaac C. Bonsu ignored an officer trying to pull him over for an equipment violation. Bonsu continued driving, turning left onto a highway, and apparently didn't go far, according to police. He allegedly made a left turn entering a Starbucks parking lot, then began heading north on a service road. He continued before bailing out of the vehicle. Bonsu's car, which was still moving at the time, then hit him as he tried to run around it. He tried to run away, but was caught and arrested after a brief foot chase. Bonsu was charged with, get this, DWI, possession of marijuana, driving on a revoked license, hit and run, disregarding police signals, tint violation, and possession of an open container while operating a motor vehicle. And court records indicate this is not his 
first DWI charge, but his third with previous convictions in 2012 and 2015. I'm guessing he's going to have a hard time getting his license back. Bonsu was not seriously injured. Thanks for watching your weekly tech update. If you have a story you think I should feature on the program, shoot me an email, djraymcneil at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook too, at your weekly tech update. And of course, you can now check out our podcast on iTunes podcast. Till next time, I'm Ray McNeil. Good night, world.